to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Every battle has somebody who does stuff wrong. Bo Bird Dog, men died going out and looking for him. Our son knows of men, men who went looking for him thinking that he had been lost or walked on a little walk a little too far. They knew. And our country celebrated him. Our leaders said it was okay. Do you see what happens to a culture that causes men not to function as they are called to? We've only talked about the king pillar. We're finalizing the warrior pillar. We have two more pillars, the mentor and the friend. All four are equally important. But the warrior cannot be destroyed because if the warrior is lost, then the warrior will not defend the innocent. I'm looking at a culture today that is just has so overwhelmingly attacked those who might choose to be strong. Well, we know why. We know what the plan of the enemy is. I've read it in the book. But I also read further in the book and found out that God has a plan. And he shall not be denied. Can I get a witness? So what I saw and I heard in testimonies of men who fought in Vietnam was this. Because American, American culture was so disgraceful, they turned and looked toward one another. They said things like, we fought and died for our buddies. They heard what was being said at home and they found a way to continue to be strong in the battle they were called to fight. Things like leave no man behind. Because you're certainly not going to want to wear your uniform when you get home. You know, we didn't lose that, that attack against soldiers. Our son, who lives in the Pacific Northwest, he learned from the base very early on when he was still serving in military that you wear your civilian clothes off base, you wear your uniform on base. The people in the Pacific Northwest generally as a whole, did not like the military. That was pouring millions, if not billions of dollars into their cult, into their economies. If you were wearing a uniform and you were walking the streets, you could get hauled off into a, a, a an alley and get beat up. There wasn't a respect for the uniform and the courage that it takes to go through the process of becoming that warrior for us. Instead, there was total disrespect. You'd get cussed at or spit at. Certainly wouldn't want to wear your uniform to the restaurant because if you did, you didn't know what they were going to put in your food. See what happens when we allow that kind of mentality to attack what God gave for every man to have a warrior's heart? And there are some women warriors that are, uh, I'm not, I'm not denying their role and their place in our military, but I'm a, I'm addressing men today and saying that we've been called to be strong. 
I read the word. It said in John 15, greater love hath no man than this than to, for a man to lay down his life for his friends. And soldiers who fought strong, fought and died. The real warrior is one who possesses high moral standards. He holds to high principles. He's willing to live by them, stand by them, spend himself in them, and if necessary, die in those principles. Teddy Roosevelt said it like this. I think he captured it probably best. He said, a man's useful usefulness depends upon his living up to his ideals insofar as he can. It is hard to fail, but it's worse never to have tried to succeed. All daring and courage, all iron endurance of misfortune make for a finer, nobler type of manhood. Only those who are fit to live, who do not fear to die, and none who are fit to die who have shrunk from the joy of life and the duty of life. Theodore was right. I say never let the pillar of the warrior lean. Never let it fall. Never let it find itself not in its proper place. Because every warrior is called to protect his family. Every warrior is called to protect children. Every man on the inside of him has this, has this innate call by God the Creator that he would provide care for and protection and, and make sure that the little flock that God has given him are in the safe place. You're going to hear a great message on Wednesday night about the Good Shepherd. You're going to hear about the power of the Good Shepherd in caring for the flock. Every one of us seeing how God cares for our little flock, the household and the family, and the big flock, the church, and the greater flock. God so loved the world that he gave his son, the good shepherd. We see that one of the very first things that's important for men is to operate in self-control. Please write this down. Put it on your phone. Do something. First... First and foremost, if you are going to be a successful warrior, you have to walk in self-control. That is done because of the spirit, the gift of the, the fruit of the spirit, excuse me, the fruit of the spirit that is self-control must be one of the fruits of the spirit growing and producing fruit in the heart and life of the warrior. If a man is out of control and he's abusive, get help. Get help fast because you will be held doubly responsible for being abusive to the flock that God has called you to. Can I have an amen? Well, my dad was that way. He just would fly off the handle. Forgive your dad. Forgive him. Don't excuse him and certainly don't use it as an excuse. Forgive him. Repent. I promise you, any man who's ever said, well, my dad was that way, so I guess it's just in the genes. Not only do you have unforgiveness in your heart towards him, but you also have sinned against God and believing a lie that it's okay because you think it's genetic. There's two. You need to forgive your dad, but you need to ask God to forgive you for thinking it's okay because warriors are not abusive to their spouses and to the children. Warriors protect. They choose to abide in the vine, grow the fruit of the Spirit, Real warriors. If you blow it, 
if you're learning how to get your temper under control and you blow it, confess, repent, and turn away from, and don't walk in that again. Your bride is more willing to forgive you and give you room to grow if you will acknowledge that what you have just done was disrespectful to God and the gift that God gave you in her. Our pilgrimage towards mature manhood and biblical headship is called to be a fresh start with salvation and an ongoing outworking of that salvation. Forgiveness is about Starting again, whenever you mess, mess up and you, 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 you stumble, then just stop. Acknowledge it. Don't, as a man with, who's called to be a warrior, you can't do this. Yell and scream and just intimidate the whole family. And then go to bed and in the morning get up like nothing happened. And you wonder why people are giving you a hard time at work? Sow it at the house. Reap it at the career. I'm preaching. If you sow that anger at the home and uh, towards your family and the innocent ones, you will reap it. And then you come home and you wonder, why are they being so mean to me at work? Get a clue, dude. Confess. Repent. Forgive and ask for forgiveness. Seek help if you need to. Seek help. We're walking through this thing called life together, gentlemen. My kids, they don't need a perfect father. Neither do yours. But what they do need is a faithful father. For us to be a man big enough to confess our faults. There have been times where I've asked my sons to forgive me. And they acted like they had no clue. As to why I was asking. But I knew the Holy Ghost had told me the wrong message had been written on their heart. And I needed to ask the Holy Spirit to use confession and repentance as an eraser. That that would not be the definition of how one should respond to a frustrating situation. There are things about this warrior pillar there are qualities of a warrior. The spirit of a warrior is, he is assertive. Gentlemen, you don't have to apologize for being assertive. If you're assertive, though, with the fruit of the spirit, then it doesn't injure or hurt. It's just strength. What kind of strength? Steel covered in velvet. Soft to the touch. But if the enemy tries to hurt your family and he strikes at your family, he hits the steel in the warrior of who you are, and he hurts, not your family. It's got to be disciplined. You don't just inject it into yourself like a shot of adrenaline. This warrior thing is an ongoing development. We're raising sons to either be warriors and their families one day, or to be something else. In closing, and I don't want a part three. I'm really looking forward to this. Did you? Did I tell you how long this this uh, series was going to be? Probably three years. 
I'll just take breaks in between for special holidays. The four pillars of the man's heart is really an introduction, and these weeks are an introduction to wanting to bring to you an understanding of God's call for us as fathers, sons, and brothers. I believe that every man in this room is called to walk as a son. In fact, every man in this room is a son. Not every son born becomes a father. Not every son born gets brothers. You know, like a biological sense. But every son born is called to be a father. And every son born is called to be a brother. God never defined father, son, and brother by biological processes. He defined it by the relationship that he established with us as he being our father and Christ being our elder brother, his son, who raised us to a place seated with him, <coughs> whereby which you and I are called sons and daughters of Jehovah. The reason why these four pillars are important right now is because every man needs to be established foundationally in his purpose throughout the course of his life. I have come to an understanding that the spirit of sonship was what God wanted to restore in my heart before I could ever get to this moment that I believe I was ordained for. There are moments it's, it's so far beyond the aha moment. Have you ever had an aha moment? Aha, that's what that's all about. Well, there is a dimensional revelation, God's purpose for your life. And it came for me when raised in a house with dad and mom who loved us with brothers who, though we fussed, we loved each other. Do I have time for about a 90-second bunny trail? I am all of eight, nine years old, maybe nine and a half. And I see that the boys down the road are beating up on my little brother. And those boys are much bigger than I. So the warrior pillar in me was being formed, hadn't been fully fashioned with all the necessities of this fruit of the Spirit, I ran back to the house, got in the front door, went to the rifle rack on the wall, picked off the rifle. It's just a twenty-two, And I hightailed it for where they were beating up my brother. Were you going to kill him? We were in Texas. You don't have to kill people in Texas. You just need, you just need to show them that you have weaponry and they don't. In kindergarten in Texas, they learned that the man with the gun's the boss. Is there anybody here who's ever lived in Texas and knows what I'm talking about? All I wanted to do was make them back off. By the time I got to my little brother, John John, he was already just in a pile crying. They had left. So I laid that gun over my arm like I would watch Dad carry the gun, and I lifted up John John, and we're walking back to the house. It was a gun smoke moment. 
when my mother, coming out of the house, she ran from the kitchen into the living room and heard somebody was there, and then she turned around to go back to the kitchen when the Holy Ghost said, look over there. She saw the empty rifle spot and realized that the gun was missing. My mother picked up a, a belt. Now, why, why would you pick up a belt? Because the gun's missing. Just get a different gun. If you if you got to go to a fight, don't take You know. Johnny's crying, and I'm trying to help him back, and I'm carrying the gun, and my mom's in the middle of the road. Before I knew who Chuck Norris was, before I knew who Bruce Lee was, my mother had moves. She's standing in the middle of Gloria Drive, She's gone to heaven, and so I can't get in trouble for telling on her. She's in her house dress and her slippers, but the belt in her hand just kind of swung back and forth. Now, I knew she was standing there because she was going to whoop those boys for messing with my little brother. How my warrior pillar got it wrong. She thanked me for the gun, and then she looked at me and said, Why did you take the gun? And for some reason, that female could not hear my story about protecting her child. Instead, I was instructed to go in the house where I found further instruction. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you think. I had a message wrote on the backside of my heart that day. I never took the gun again. The warrior pillar needs to have proper training. Because a rifle in the hands of an untrained warrior gets a whooping every time. Oh, I'm so done. I like this verse from 1 Corinthians 10. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. To destroy the works of the evil one. God's looking for some warriors who are willing to destroy the works of the evil one. Now, you know, today, in this soft culture that we live in, when I talked about getting a whooping, there were people who were concerned about how I may have been abused. Get over it. I love you. If you're sitting here and you were abused with a belt, I'm sorry, because I, I would have testified to any judge through my teenage years that that's exactly what was going on, but it wasn't. I haven't stole any cars. Don't do drugs. I've been to prison, but they let me out after every visit when I go to see somebody. God's been good. Someday I'll tell you about how Joe, how Joe shot windows out of an elementary school. I, I won't tell you today. And were you grounded for 17 years, Joe? I should probably tell them that the school had already been closed and condemned and they were going to tear it down the next week, but you still got in trouble for it. I don't know why. God was raising warriors and the Wormuth boys from an early, early stage. He wants to raise the warriors in this house. 
If you're ready to stand up and not set any longer, just do that right now. As I ask you to stand and consider letting every man and woman under the sound of my voice today choose to become a warrior. My mother was one of the greatest warriors I ever knew in intercession and prayer. My father is my hero. He was a man of great diligence. My father, my father was a warrior for his family in such amazing ways that in my life right now, I have outlived my father. He was 48 when he went to be with Jesus. And I have longed many times, as you know, to just have those conversations with him, to say, I remember I would say, Dad, how am I supposed to, how do I do this with family? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I? Do I? But one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was then looking not to my natural father, but looking to my heavenly father to discover dimensions that my earthly father would have said, you're going to have to ask the Lord about that one, son. There are warriors standing in this room, and I'm going to ask that you dust the warrior pillar off. I'm going to ask that you remove the cobwebs. I'm going to ask that you stand strong in the power and the might of the Lord your God. I'm going to ask that you would allow God to establish in you such a picture of a warrior pillar that your sons and your daughters, your nephews and your nieces. Cindy, when Hayden called that night, been just told that his babies had died in his wife's womb. And he said, he was crying and he said, Pastor Dan, what do I do? I realized in that moment that that young man who may not have, he may not have come from the issue of my loins. He might not have been my biological child, but he was my spiritual son. And in that moment, he was looking for a word from the Lord as to what to do. And in that moment, I heard the Lord say, ask me and trust me. Asking meaning, ask the Lord for a miracle, but trust the Lord in all of it. And although those babies would not be born and live on this planet, that young man, that young man has just stood strong and trusted the Lord with his bride, and they are choosing to live and believe that God is yet good. My biological sons can call me any moment they want. They can ask me for anything they want. We'll move heaven and earth for what God wants to do in their lives. And my spiritual sons and daughters have learned that there's a heavenly father speaking through another person, a pastor. God's calling you men to be just that, to be a warrior that when they call in the middle of the night saying, this is happening, that you'll attach your faith to theirs, stand strong as a warrior and pray through it. Even when you don't see the results you want, you'll choose to believe that God is yet good in the land of the living. So today as you are standing there, I just want you to know God is yet good for you. And there are warriors in this room who stood strong through difficult moments. And I love you for it. You're a reflection of my heavenly father. God saw what the devil was doing to mankind and he pursued mankind 
with the empowerment and the enablement to walk as his sons. Mankind had left relationship with God and God pursued them for relationship. And then he made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so that you and I could be a reflection of his goodness. There's a warrior pillar in the heart of every man. I ask that you allow the Lord to stand it up strong and be steel velvet, soft to the touch, not a cutting edge, but strong to stand under the pressures of life and believe that God is yet good and God is yet faithful. If God cares about your daddy's ring, then he cares about every other thing. God loves to give you the desires of your heart. Do you love to give God the desire of his? His first desire is every man learn to be a warrior. So I'm asking today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would break the number one attack of the enemy against every man in this room, and that's the enemy of shame. The accuser of the brethren has been dirty. He's been working overtime, Father. Father, I ask that you would destroy him through the lips by way of the word of the Lord that is nigh every one of these men in their heart and in their mouth, that they would cast down the accuser of the brethren and they would break the power of shame in the name of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb. And I call for warring angels to come with flaming swords this very moment and pierce and divide asunder soul and spirit, joy and mild, discern thoughts and intents of the heart and deliver these men from the chains that have ensnared them. Instead of being warriors, they've been prisoners of their own thoughts and of others' thoughts and of someone else's words. Set them free and break them loose. And allow them to stand as mighty men of God. And may a new passion for the presence of our God and Father be ignited and burn as a great flame in their heart. I ask that upon the altar of every man's heart would burn the flame and passion and love for God as we sum throughout the worship today and establish these men as soldiers of the cross, declarers of good news, standing fast in the salvation of the Lord. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free. The world is in chaos. You're here for a purpose. 
What does the Bible have to say about it all? I'm Mark Taylor, host of Crosspoint podcast and radio show, and I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I navigate the complexities of faith, culture, and personal growth. Each week, I interview a different guest who is making an impact on the culture of For God's Kingdom. Whether you're seeking spiritual guidance, true information, or a fresh perspective, this podcast equips you to discern truth in today's chaotic world. When Christianity intersects with everyday life, that's where you'll find Crosspoint, sometimes discussing the issues that some churches don't want to talk about. Look up Crosspoint with Mark Taylor wherever you get your podcast produced by KNO Radio and the Sky High Podcast Network.